And so the jets spray water into the middle of the fan, and then the, the Cessna propeller thing spins and just shoots heaven out upon the walkway of the zoo. Children, can't you just run along and see? Just run along and see the gorillas, and I'm just going to stand here in the cool, misty utopia that is this this propeller water thingy. Welcome to the show. This is The Bitter Spill. I'm Dan Class. You know, stay-at-home dad, uh, former, uh, what is it again? Former, uh, former, hi. Former comedian, uh, failed actor, stay-at-home dad, shut in Dan class. Ugh. Recording in a box in my garage under the flatpath here at Los Angeles International Airport. You know, uh, hmm. I'm gonna have to take the show on the road. We're gonna go out of town and, um... I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do some shows from uh, beautiful Poughkeepsie, New York. Oh, won't they be grand? How are you? I know. Um, yeah, you know, this is, a, this is, a, this is the first time I, that I've recorded under these circumstances, which is, uh, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the studio. It's sometime in the morning. I don't know. Maybe 10 o'clock. Maybe nine o'clock. I, I have no idea what time it is, but it's in the morning. Probably ten o'clock. I've got laundry in. I got laundry sorted. I've got uh I've got two kids in the house, wide awake. They're goofing around on some website together. And I gave them the old oh I've got I gotta take something out to the uh, studio, so if you need me, oh you know, look for me out there. And here we are. So um you know, I assume that eventually I'm going to start having to bring Princess Tyrade slash Trooper, depending on the day, uh, you know, on the program. Today's not the day. Because the studio is all torn up for ARF, that show that we think we do, that puppet show. Did I tell you this before? You know what? We're not puppeteers. We don't know what we're doing. I can't hold a puppet over my head and read a script and move the mouth with one hand and the hand with the other hand. And look in the monitor all at the same time. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't know how anyone does it. Every time I watch a stupid puppet show now, I go, wow, these guys, they're geniuses. I don't know what they're up to. Now, maybe they're smart enough to put the monitor on the floor instead of up, you know, six feet off the ground. Maybe they memorize the script. You know, I I have no idea how they do it. All I know is that... uh, I, 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 it, yeah, no, thank you. I'm done. I'm regretting that I didn't suggest to Hudson we do a cartoon about animals. We went to the zoo the other day. You know, when, when Hudson was uh, younger, we would go to the zoo fairly regularly. And now we, we just don't. And, um, you know, we used to live right near the zoo. We never went to the zoo when we lived right there because he was just too young. And we left that neighborhood when he was about 18 months. And and then, of course, you know, he became an animal lover. And now all we do is drive back to our old neighborhood to go to the zoo. But um, 
I'd like to explain to you a typical journey for us, anyway, to the zoo. We, I suggest we go to the zoo, or the kids suggest. Somebody suggests, the other ones accept much excitement about going to the zoo. Now, silly me, I always assume that this excitement revolves in some way around uh, the experience of being at the zoo and seeing animals. And I suppose in some part it is that. But what, basically what happens is we get very excited, we pack a couple snacks, we drive to the other side of town uh, to get to the zoo. Now, part of driving to the other side of town, I have to keep an eye on both the kids, make sure neither of them fall asleep. Because if one of them falls asleep on the way, then it's going to... No. No, 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 no. Not, not good. Not good in any way. This time, luckily, that was not an issue. Uh, it was the, uh, are we there yet? Are we there? How long does it take to get to the zoo? How long does it take? Are we there yet? Are we almost there? What's this area? We're in a city. Why are we in a city if we're going to the zoo? Well, we go through the city to get to the zoo. We go through a city to get to the zoo. What city is this? Los Angeles? I thought we lived in Los Angeles. We do. Then how can this be Los Angeles? This is downtown Los Angeles. Well, then where do we live? We live near the airport. Are we at the zoo yet? No. We'll be at the zoo. You'll know. You'll know when we're at the zoo when we're at the park. Is this the park? Yes, it is. Where's the zoo? The zoo's up further. So this isn't the zoo or not? Is this the zoo or not? No. This is the park that the zoo is in. Oh, look, a merry-go-round. Can we go to the merry-go-round? No, we're going to the zoo. I thought you were in a hurry to go to the zoo. I thought you were in a hurry to go to the zoo. Why do you want to... We're not going to the merry-go-round. Maybe we'll go another time, but we're not going to the merry-go-round. We're going to the zoo. It's right here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is the zoo. This is... that. See that sign right there? That says zoo. Uh, Los Angeles Zoo. Next, 15 minutes of belly aching while I sunblock them. Now listen. Maybe you live somewhere where it's cold. Maybe it rains a lot. Maybe you don't get a lot of sunshine. Maybe there's a lot of overcast. Here in Southern California, and this is going to sound like absolute heaven to you, we get sunshine all the time. Or at least it seems like all the time. Hot and sunny, hot and sunny, hot and sunny. Now, this hot and sunny weather... um, Usually begins, you know, our spring begins, I would say, what would you say? Maybe um, Valentine's Day? Yeah. Fall goes from about Valentine's Day to uh, the day before Halloween. I would say, essentially, spring and summer from, yeah, mid-November, or excuse me, uh, mid-February to late October. And a lot of that time, it's hot and sunny. Again, to you, sounds like paradise. Have you ever heard the old expression, without uh, evil, there can be no good? Well, in my case, without a a little cloud cover, there's no sunshine. It's just hell. An endlessly hot and sunny hell from which we must constantly protect ourselves. We have to go inside. When we're outside, we have to sit in the shade. When we're outside and not in the shade, we have to cover ourselves with white paint. 
So I lather up the kids, and they're grousing and complaining. But at least we're at the zoo, huh, kids? So we get our tickets, we go in the zoo, and I'm sure this is a universal situation. What should we see first? Says one of the kids. I don't know, what should we see first? Let's look at a map. Oh, here we go. Here we go with the maps. I try to keep a smiley face on, and I say, Hey kids, what do you say we just look at the animals in whichever order we arrive at their uh, little uh, compound? Would that be so bad? Would it be a horrible thing if we just walked in a somewhat logical direction and experienced the flow of the animals as it cascades before us and not necessarily argued about which animal we should see next, zigzag up and down around the park, because like most zoos, the Los Angeles Zoo is built uh, apparently at the foot of a mountain So the entire experience is in an uphill grade. It's on an uphill grade until you decide to go home, and then thankfully, it's a downhill. Okay, so can't we, tell you what, let's just walk to the left, up the hill, we'll see the animals. We'll walk down the hill on the right, see the animals, and then we'll get the heck out of here. Because by then, I, I can tell right now I'm already fed up with you. So by then, trust me. It's the way to go. Well, the good thing is you have to go a certain one way when you begin. So there really can't be a lot of discussion. Listen, you see the harbor seals. There's a little crocodile exhibit. It's empty. You see the flamingos, the meerkats. Then there's the first fork in the road, and you kind of go left down, upright, whatever. You make a decision. We always go down left. We always go down left, apparently, until a princess is old enough to really voice her opinion. Now, her her idea of going to the zoo is running 20, 30, 40 feet ahead of her brother and I, demanding that we do whatever it is she wants to do. And in this case, she wants to ride some sort of zoo train thingy um, around the zoo. Now, we've ridden this thing before. I think she conned us into it last time. And you know what? It stinks. Because what it does is, and I love you, LA Zoo, but so it does not disturb the pedestrian traffic, this tram thingy essentially drives along the surface, uh, the service road that goes around the perimeter of the zoo. So you do, you, you, you see maybe three animals, four animals, and then the backs of the heads of the rest of the zoo population. Now, honestly, maybe I'm confusing this with the Bronx Zoo. I, 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 you know, I, I got to give you that. I could actually be confusing the experience. But all I've got in my head is either the Bronx Zoo or the LA. What are these zoos where you drive around the surface roads and look at the back of the Yokopis? And the back of the elephants and the back of the back of everybody. And then they dump you off and you're like, oh, that was fantastic. So I try to convince her that that train thingy, it's not really a train. It's kind of like a long golf cart. Well, not even really, because it is obviously a loud gas power. I, I don't even know what it is. But I try to convince her that that's for people that, that uh, can't walk. It's for tired people 
who have already seen the zoo and they need someone to drive them around or some. I, I, I throw some horse at her. She's hardly buying it. So she decides. Now, Princess is five. And this is how she continues to re-earn the nickname Princess Tirade. This happy-go-lucky little blonde Spitfire who two seconds ago wanted to ride the train joyfully exclaiming her glee at discovering this train thing that's painted to look like a leopard or a cheetah or something. Now, in the blink of an eye, is starving and tired. And maybe even has a headache. Star- starving, ti- star- what? Ten seconds ago, you were in the best mood I've seen you in since maybe you were born. And now you're on death's door. And if I don't get you to food right away, something horrible is going to happen. Well, her brother and I see this, obviously, for what it is, which is, uh, you know, a ploy. But she's relentless. 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 Relentless? Did I say that? Relentless. So she's relentless. It's, it's got to be uh, 300 degrees. Now I say that because, you know, I live near, kind of closer to the beach. We live on the west side of town. So we're about five miles or less, I would say, as the crow flies, as the seagull, uh, you know, flies, from the ocean, the Pacific Ocean. The zoo is, uh, you know, what is it, 20 miles from here? East, due east. On the side of a hill or other side of a hill. Basically, so there's a good 20 to 25 degree difference in all sincerity between here and there. So when we go to the zoo, it really honestly kind of feels like a very well-kept Death Valley. It looks green and moist because it's also a botanical garden. But honestly, it's it. I feel like there's a big, you know, kind of like a magnifying glass overhead Focusing the sun's rays onto me. So Hudson and I decide the the best thing to do, we're going to take her up to the gorilla grill. Gorilla grill is near the newly reopened gorilla camp. Campo gorilla. We'll go up there and we'll get her a corn dog and maybe she'll chill out in so many ways. And we can look at some animals because you know what the flamingos and the meerkats they just don't count i don't know what it is about flamingos and meerkats that make it so they don't count maybe it's because they exist in a part of the zoo that is before the fork in the road and therefore i don't choose to see them i i don't know what it is but i do admittedly discount flamingo and meerkat stops on the journey so We take her up to Gorilla Grill, and on the way we sneak by a, a little croc exhibit, you know, a little sea lion thing. No, it's not working. So we go through the mister. Oh, oh I want one of those misters. Whenever I leave this general area and I have to go there, I want someone to carry some sort of gasoline-powered mister behind me at all times. And what it is is, you ever seen those huge industrial fans 
Like if you worked at a warehouse or some horrible place like that, that obviously would not have air conditioning, they would bring in a gigantic industrial size fan. And it does, the fan, you know, the propeller, I think, is essentially something they get off of a Cessna and they attach it in a big frame and they let it rip and it blows, you know, it's like a gale force wind. Well, this Mr. Thing is essentially one of those that they have then attached a, a garden hose to. And the garden hose goes to a series of um, little jets. Okay. The little jets are or are positioned around the circumference of this fan. And so the jets spray water into the middle of the fan and then the the Cessna propeller thing spins and just shoots heaven out upon the walkway of the zoo. Children, can't you just run along and see just run along and see the gorillas, and I'm just going to stand here in the cool, misty utopia that is this this propeller water thingy. You just run along. I'm just going to watch the moms go by, and I'm just going to stand here. Oh, my gosh, it could be 60 degrees. Oh, mama. But T's got to eat, 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 T's got to eat. Okay, T's got to eat. Oh, I can't even look at the new gorilla thing. It's been open since I was last here. Tulu has got to eat. Princess, please. Here it is. Gorilla Grill. We finally made it. Look, you could get a corn dog. You could get you could get a corn dog and fries. You could get a Philly cheesesteak. You could get a, a, a Slurpee. You could get uh, uh, whatever. You could get, you know what? You could get anything you want uh, if, if it was open. If the Gorilla Grill was open, wow, think of all the great things we could be getting. And when I say great, obviously I mean zoo food. You know, uh, okay, zoo food, okay. Okay. Uh, hmm. Great. So, uh, I guess we'll go up to the thing. <sighs> up near the giraffes. We'll eat near the giraffes. Now, this is all having this immense feeling of, uh, been there, done that, because this is pretty much what we always do, and this is pretty much what we used to do when Hudson was that age, which is arrive at the zoo, walk past the flamingos, past the meerkats, and then go straight to lunch. Because inevitably, he was hungry. And I don't know what it is about being at the zoo that maybe kids just... I mean, are they actually hungry? Or is it just, for some reason, seems like it would be fun to eat lunch at the zoo? I don't know. Because I end up basically... Basically, what happens is, you know, you spend, uh, what, 7, 12, 6, 20 bucks, let's say, 20, 30 dollars. I don't know what it is to get in the zoo. I don't. I just give them the card. Take the card. I'll sign the paper. Just let us in. You, pen, you spend that much money to get in, to go eat lunch. You know, I could get that, I could get that food at the mall for free. Admission free. And then pay, right? So I'm paying $20 to get in to buy lunch. 
But now both of them are focused on just going up to the giraffe thingy. And like, can't we look at the pronghorns? We're passing, we're passing gorillas, pronghorns. Can we look at the lions for 10? Well, the, it's so hot, of course. Anything with any fur is out cold. It's in the shade and it's just for survival. Honestly, it is out. It's passed out. The, the, the lion, king of the beasts, lord of the jungle, is lying under a, a small acacia tree in a fetal position. I don't even know where the lioness is. I think she's, you know, she's gone somewhere cool, like uh, Palm Springs. Giraffes don't care. Giraffes don't, you can't, you know, giraffes, I don't, they're, you know, they don't care. They're eating. They're always eating. Giraffes don't care. It's maybe what I love about giraffes. So we get our food. You know, we get some food. We get some fries, burgers, uh... You know, delicious, healthy meals like that. The kids want, um, they have these bottles. The kids, basically the kids want a souvenir. Now, again, we've been here 10 seconds. We've seen uh, a comatose lion. We did see the back end of the zebras. Beautiful. I love zebras. Even the back end of a zebra is just gorgeous to me. So we've seen, uh, you know, the lions, some zebra, uh, you know, ass, some, uh, the back of a gorilla. We're already looking for lunch and souvenirs. So the kids ages ago got these bottles that are cast. Is that the word? Do cast plastic. They're molded plastic in the shapes of animals with a little black sippy top on top. And they got, you know, we used them for so long. They had to get thrown away because they were uh, getting a little disgusting. They're hard to clean on the inside because they're, you know, the inside is like the relief shape of the interior of some kind of animal. So you can't exactly get a bottle brush in there. So they wanted replacement bottles, and I figured, you know what, that was probably the most useful souvenir that I could think of. If they would, if we had a long, joyous day at the zoo, and then they asked for a souvenir, I'd probably be Johnny Credit Card. But when we've literally only been there for 20 minutes, we've seen nothing but the map on how to get to food. I get a, right, a little, you know me. So they do, they get their bottle. And basically what's in these bottles is uh, what I call sugar water. And uh, maybe that's unkind, but it's essentially, uh, you know, sugar water. I mean, it's, it's fruit punch. I mean, isn't that just sugar and water and some sort of red stuff? Now, my daughter, Tyrade, who was so starving, does nothing but drink her sugar water. Now, I guess, you know, I, you know, I've only been at this for 10 years. You would think I would know better to leave the children uh, at the t- See, I keep, I keep kind of fantasizing that uh, the kids are older now. And so things can go slightly differently. And they do. And for the most part, the kids are great and very responsible about that sort of thing. But see, what happens is I sit them down because you got to get somewhere to sit. Hey, listen, you got to sit down. You got to sit down. Is there a seat? Then sit down. Sit down. That's our seat. We got a seat. We got a seat in the shade. We've got a seat in the shade. You sit down. Now, I will be right, you guys. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, We got to get the nap. We didn't get the napkins because we were a little focused on sitting. So I got to get napkins. I'm going to get a little... uh, Lettuce, tomato for my burger and uh, napkins. I will be right back. Okay. And I come back. And of course, you know, 
tirade is now full of fruit punch and french fries. She's full of fruit punch, french fries, but apparently her tummy hurts. Now, gosh, honey, can't imagine why your tummy would hurt. You went from being hungry to being full in about the span of 27 seconds. And you filled yourself with fruit punch and french fries. Honey, listen, we've gone over this for five, well, four, since you got off the boob. Honestly, our days, I would love to know what proportion of our days since she got off the boob has been nutritional tirades from her parents. I mean, she's only five, but she really by now should be able to diagram the USDA uh, nutritional pyramid. I mean, it's a source of constant discussion. 27 seconds, french fries and fruit punch. Great. Oh, I don't want to eat anymore. Super. Now, meanwhile, H is freaking out because there's a fly somewhere. Or a bee or a wasp. Uh, uh, You know, the zoo, this is going to sound crazy. A zoo is full of, uh, hmm, animals. Okay. Therefore, it's full of the smell of animal sweat excrement and food apparently animal sweat excrement and food smells attract a certain level of uh, flies bees and wasps a zoo also attracts a certain amount of humans who go in they pass the meerkats and the the flamingos they go straight to the gorilla grill it is closed they go up to the giraffe cafe they get food they eat the food the flies wasps and bees come to the food the humans eat the food they throw out what's left the garbage cans are full of food and uh sugar water remnants and all sorts of junk and the flies bees and wasps they go there too so so tirade is feeling uh you know sick and bloated and hudson's freaking out because there are flies bees and wasps within his periphery now are they actually bothering him yeah there there's one there's maybe one kind of stops by gives a quick little you know sniff and flies off because you cannot rationally convince a nine-year-old who was once viciously stung by a bee because he was there was a day where they were out getting yogurt i wasn't even with him and a bee, apparently a bee just decided he didn't like Hudson's looks and just went for it. And since the day he got stung, uh, you know, my son is a little, um, and maybe rightfully so, irrational. Can you be rightfully irrational? Yeah, I think so. Rightfully irrational about, uh, around our flying, stinging friends. But you cannot, you cannot, especially not a traumatized uh, nine-year-old, you cannot convince a nine-year-old that the best thing to do is to be still and not wave your hands around in a kind of I'm freaking out motion. Because you might confuse and agitate the, right? You can't, there's not, there, that, that's not a pathway that is available for access in the traumatized nine-year-old psyche. I'm sorry, it's not there. It's not there. It's, save your breath, old man. It's not there. 
so we pack up our food. Bait, you know, two thirds of T's hamburger, the empty carton of French fries. H is, you know, he did well. We pack it all up. I ask uh, H to help me throw our garbage out, and uh, you know, I slide the slide the trash in the uh, bin. Clank, put the uh, tray on top. Hudson slides the trash into the garbage can. He turns to me and goes, whoa, wait a minute. What happened? What? Now, I think he has thrown his bottle that we just paid uh, $9 for into the garbage can. So you go, why? What happened? And I look back at the table and there's his blue otter bottle. He got a blue otter bottle. She got a yellow lion bottle. Nope, lion is in T's hand. Otter's back at the table with T being guarded by T. Dude, what's the matter? Where's the... And I think he's going to say, where? no, where's the tray? What tray? My tray. You mean the tray that your food was on? Yeah. Well... What do you mean, where is it? Well, I think I just threw it in the garbage can. Oh. So I open up the garbage can lid, and sure enough, under his lunch, there happens to be a brown plastic tray. Now, honestly, I'm kind of shocked that he threw his lunch stuff away, because up to this point and following this point, At the zoo, I do all the throwing out because of the flies, bees, and wasps. Every garbage can at the zoo has a a somewhat, uh, you know, exaggerated uh, plethora of uh, flying things, right? So, apparently the one time that H took it upon himself to throw some stuff away, the, the tray, okay. Well, then he starts getting a worried look on his face. Now, a worried look and a confused look. The worry over the tray, confused because my face seems to be fairly blank and I keep trying to walk back towards my five-year-old daughter who is seated alone back at the table. So H says, well, what about the tray? Well, what about it? Well, where is it? It's in the garbage. Where you put it? Well, what's going to happen to it? Well, you just threw it away. Well, is someone going to get it? Well, Hudson, uh, I sure hope you don't expect me to. I'm not sticking my hand into a zoo garbage can to pull one of their trays out. That's just going to have to be chalked up to the loss of the day. Are you sure? Listen, kid. Hold on, hold on. I'm the guy that puts the shopping cart back in the shopping cart holder area, right? I'll be that guy. I'll be the guy that doesn't litter. I'll be the guy that picks up other people's litter as I'm walking by in our neighborhood or whatever. I'll do that. I'll do that, right? Any piece of litter or recycling that we create during our travels, I will take care of. Absolutely. I draw the line, my son, at sticking my nice, clean, disease-free arm 
into the garbage can at the zoo to retrieve one of the thousands and thousands of trays that they own. No, no, no. No, no, no. Princess wants to go home. She's already had it. Again, without exaggeration. We've seen the flamingos and meerkats don't count. The zebras. H and I saw the side, kind of a profile of a gorilla. We raced past the pronghorns. The fetal positioned lion. We looked at the giraffes and now apparently it's already time to go home. Now these animals account for maybe a sixth of the population of the zoo. Great. Well, H and I start trying to convince her that we should stay. Uh, at least a little, let, let's let's try to think of uh, an animal. One animal that you want to see that we can see before we go. Maybe we can parlay that into uh, several animals. But see, because of the heat and because of the stomach aches and the sugar water and the, all that stuff, our trip to the zoo is no longer a trip to see animals. It's now just a trip to be here long enough to justify the admission price. And the fact that we ate here, in the zoo, instead of going out to eat somewhere outside of the zoo, So we, we conner into looking at some lemurs. They're very close to where we ate. And she's really, she's kind of like Chevy Chase at the Grand Canyon in the vacation movies. Like, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, go. We're done. We saw the, we saw the lemurs. So she says she is willing and interested, very interested. Suddenly she's feeling better when she remembers there's a playground at the zoo. So she and H and I look at the map to map out our trip to the playground, even though I've been to this zoo so many times, uh, you know, I know where the playground is, but okay, let's, let's stand at the map and discuss at the map where we are and the possible routes of getting there and what, let, let's do that. Let's, can we, let's, let's stand in the sun where other people are crowding around, all, uh, every other sweaty moron that's at the zoo when it's 100 degrees. Let's, can we just go down? We go to the chimps. We take a, you know, we swing under the chimps. We take a left. We go by the gibbons. We go up. There's the tigers, the hippo, the bear, the playground. Got it? Let, can we please just do this? No. You know what we're going to do? We're going to stop. At every map. We're going to stop at every map. We're going to discuss where we are. We're going to discuss the fact that we're here and not there. Are we there? No, we're there. No, we're there. No, wait, are we here? Hudson, are we here? I don't know, T, are we there? No, no. Hey, kids, you know where we are? You know where we are every time at every map? You know where we are? We're at the little medallion that the zoo workers stuck in the map that says you are here. 
that's where we are. We are here every time. Wherever it says you are here, here is here. Here is where we are. Can we please go? We know the way to go. We go right here. Chimp. Gibbon. Tiger. Hippo. Bear. Playground. Okay. We're at the chimps. Now we go around here. To the gibbons. Then the tiger. Can we please? Can we go? Can we get a snow cone dead? No, no, no. Frozen sugar water? No. Listen, she's just now stopped whimpering. Can we just please? Can we please? Can we stop? Can we just stop? Can we look at the tigers for 10 seconds, please? Can we just take a breath at the tigers for 10 seconds and just look at tigers for 10 seconds, please? Well, we make it to the playground. And luckily, they've you know methodically upgraded the playground over the past, you know, 7 years or so. And it's gone from a very nice from what I remember anyway, a very nice normal playground to one of those incredibly 21st century uh we've upgraded several times kind of playgrounds and i don't know maybe you don't have these playgrounds where you are where we are all playgrounds now are brand new i don't know where this money comes from outside of the zoo but uh everything is brand new and made out of thick metal pipes and bolts and um it's all painted beautiful greens and, you know, kind of rusty enamel color, whatever it is. And there's no sand anymore. There's no wood chips. Remember when kids used to play on things like grass and sand and wood chips? Wood chips is now passe. Sand is, I'm sure because of the fortune that it costs in uh, maintaining, you know, redwood wood chips. Now the ground, every playground we go in is made out of some sort of concrete-looking rubber. Blue and red, pink, rubber. You you know, it's that squishy, kind of surreal, padded rubber stuff. It's actually quite beautiful. It's all brand new. It's beautiful. There's big, uh, like, sailcloth triangles that have been spread above it. To keep the shade on the kids and off the equipment. Now, the, the, you know, obviously that works certain times of the day and certain times it doesn't or whatever. They, they have, to, you know, for sure, insurance purposes, they have to put signs all over the equipment. This equipment could be extremely hot. So be careful not to fry your tukus. But the kids run around and play. Suddenly, neither of them are hungry. Neither of them need a drink. Neither of them need a souvenir. They're having a ball in the playground. There's so many kids. And the way the playground... I'm having a little bit of time, a hard time keeping an eye on both of them. Just one's running for this and one's running for that. And I'm standing there, you know... This is beautiful. It's a beautiful day. The beautiful, it's a botanical gardens. I can hear the howler monkeys. The kids are bright and shining. They're bright, shining faces. 
They're going up the ladders and down the slides and around. They're climbing on big uh, concrete elephants and gorillas and who, who knows what else. And they're full of joy. And I realize, you know, as always, it, it's me. That their ups and downs about being hungry and thirsty and tired and hot, they're children. And it's 90 degrees or 100 degrees and they're hot and they're hungry. And, you know, if I was a third my height, it would be a lot of walking. It's a lot of walking for tea. And if we hadn't been to the zoo, I would not have seen a zebra's butt. I wouldn't have seen the profile of a gorilla in their beautiful new habitat. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen the lion in the fetal position. I wouldn't have seen the huge crowd of tourists and milfs watching the chimpanzee show that, you know, was blocking the walkways. We were trying to get through from the chimpanzees to the gibbons. Okay, if you could just move that stroller, lady, can't you see this is the sidewalk? No, okay, relax. 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 Because we did see the lemurs. We did. We saw the tigers. We saw the hippo. The rhino. The tapirs. We got new sippy bottles. Now my natural inclination has to be fought. Almost at all times. Because my natural inclination is to stand at the park and not notice the heller monkeys in the botanical gardens. How beautifully, how meticulously the whole environment has been created from nothing on the side of this dried out hill. A hill that left to its own devices would just catch fire three, four times a year and burn. This, this, this jungle paradise has been created that I need to actively notice. Because the me, the real me, the untethered, unfettered, normal me, all I see is that, I, is that I've spent about is that I've spent about 50 bucks to take my kids to the park to play on the jungle gym. In a jungle, but still. Thanks for coming to the zoo uh, with us. Listen, you're probably normal. You should, you know, you should go to the zoo. The zoo is fun. I'll probably go to. The, I'll probably be at the Bronx Zoo sometime in the next two weeks. Yeah, the Bitters Pill, thebitterspill.com. Thanks for supporting the show. Thank you so much for being a premium subscriber. Yeah, 
we're uh, up to our uh, keisters, and Melissa's been away, and um, so I've been here with the kids, and now we're going to go away, so like I said, I'll probably do the next show or two from the East Coast, I don't know, I don't know, we will certainly see. Now, there was an earthquake here, yesterday. I'm sure, did you see that on the news? LA, LA, 5.6 on the Richter scale. Los Angeles has an earthquake. Los Angeles has been shaken by an earthquake of a 5.6 magnitude. Um, To put it in perspective, and maybe it's because we live this far west, the epicenter was in Chino Hills. I don't even know where that is or how far away that is. The aftershocks were about an hour away. Uh, just as a counterpoint to the news, the kids didn't even notice that there was an earthquake. I wasn't even sure we were having an earthquake. I thought maybe I stood up off the john too quickly. It was like, uh, am I having a head rush? Yeah, I think it's a head rush. No, because there's, there is this sound. There's an earthquake sound. So you know if you're having a head rush and the sound, it's not a normal head rush. There's the head rush sound and at least one car alarm. So I, I'm waiting to check. Maybe there's a rumble and I start just trying to herd the kids. You got to herd the kids. Herd the kids out. Herd the kids out. Try not to panic the kids. Get out. Get out. Get your shoes and get out. Even though we always try to convince them that we're in no danger in the house because the house was built in 1948. It's been through several earthquakes. It's not coming down. But for some reason, you got to go, run outside, run. Why? Because your dad is freaking out. That's why. Can you just, when I freak out, run outside, please? We're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I assume, I don't think anyone was injured or killed. Was anyone injured or killed? I don't know. I tend to jump on the, the the news right away just to check my sanity. Like, oh, okay, there was an earthquake. Good. It's not that I'm losing it. Boy, I would be embarrassed if there was no earthquake and I show up in the case, get outside. But then, you know, the news, you know, after a couple hours is just the same stuff. And so then I turned it off. After the Caltech people come on and tell you it wasn't, it was 5-6 and it was this and the epicenter and this and that and then, and then you know, it's done. Come on, let's move on. So hopefully everybody's fine. I, I think so. I think so. Okay. Okay. So thanks for uh, downloading. Thanks for supporting The Bitter's Pill. Uh, You know, it's me. I'm saying goodbye to you now. Hopefully I will talk to you very soon. As always, you know, I got a... Who is it, Jennifer? I got an email from someone who's been listening for a while. Ah, you know, I've never been to the website. I just went to the website for the first time. What, 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 you know? You know? You should stop by every once in a while just to say hi to the website. But I think, you know, listeners, you know, don't need to go to the website, apparently. Right? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. You know, there's always a wacky little picture with each show. You know? Like last week, there was a picture of Frank from last week's show. By the way, I saw Frank. 13. Oh, here's T. What? Come in. 13,000 people were at the park when Frank's uh, Neil Diamond band played. T, I'm in the studio. Well, come here. Wherever you are, come into the studio. 
Come here. Where were you yelling from just now? From the doorway or from outside? Well, sweetie, if you've come from the house to the garage with no shoes, it's okay to come into the studio. Will you say hello to everybody? What? Why? I'm recording. Say hello. Wow. Well, will you give me a kiss? Come on, give me a kiss. No, I love you so much. Why you gotta be so cute? I don't know. And cute and sweet. What are you doing? I did that the really hard um, coffee game. What coffee game? Um, there's a coffee game. In your penguin thing? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. And the penguins hold, one penguin holds a lot of um, uh, coffee things. Oh, really? Coffee bags. And then um, there's a big one thing, and then you put it there, and then it keeps getting more and more and more. More. Mm-hmm. And I did it on the computer, and right. I, and I keep going to the next level, and next level, the next level, and next level, and oh next level. Then start again, start again, start again, because I want to keep doing but it. But this is a website for children. Why are you moving coffee? Couldn't no, you move no. something like um, stuffed animals or something? No. Coffee, huh? Yeah, I think that's coffee. Interesting. All right. Are you having fun? Yeah. Now, this is all part of Club Penguin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the kids are playing Club Penguin. I don't know if you know that is. I don't. Clubpenguin.com, I assume. All right. Well, I love you, you gorgeous thing. I love you too, Daddy. Are you getting hungry? Oh, yeah. Thank you. You are getting hungry? Yeah. Okay. Bye. All right, that was tea. That was Princess Trooper. See, when she's in a good mood, I got to tell you, she's the greatest. Cutie, little cutie. All right. All right, next time, um, I don't know what we'll talk about. Our futile trips to the beach, maybe? I don't know. Who knows? I gotta have tea on the show, though, right? Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks. Thank you, friend. Okay? Okay. And go to the zoo. Listen, the zoo's awesome. You know that I think the zoo's awesome, right? I mean, that's why we go, because we think the zoo's awesome. Uh, I mean, if I told a story about how much I like the zoo... I don't know. Would you find that interesting? Maybe you would. Maybe I need to be less, uh, you know, single-sided. But um, no, you're, go to your local zoo. Support your local zoo. My gosh, they're trying to do so much good. Okay, get your ass down there. Dolly Zoo is lovely. Hopefully we can get them to help us with ARF, but maybe not after that story. <laughs> Oops. Oh, where's my gun? I got a foot to shoot. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media, jacketmedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.